Wonderlist, a podcast about exploring story in a time of collapse. I'm Nikki Youngsma. I'm a writer and an artist, although these are just two words I use to describe myself quickly. My life is certainly much bigger than that. I find it really hard to limit myself to an occupation or a title because my life is more vast than a few words. I've been a retail worker a food service entrepreneur, an interpreter, a paralegal, an editor, a canvasser, and a nonprofit co-founder. I am a parent to young people. My knowledge, so to say, is a mile wide and an inch deep. Through my movements in the last decade, I've been exploring how to be of service in the time I have in my life. And from where I sit during this time of collapse is that I find myself drawn further into the realm of story and storytelling in its many forms. How can we think of storytelling not just as an art or a craft, but as a practice? Do we know a story when we see it or when we feel it? What do we think stories do? And what do they actually do? How do we decide which stories are not serving us well and replace them with something that's different? My exploration into the power of storytelling really began a few years ago when I was reading this article about failed fluoridation campaigns in my greater hometown of Portland, Oregon. It's the only major city in the U.S. that does not add fluoride to its municipal water supply, and voters have rejected doing that multiple times. So this article I was reading was like, why don't people just trust the science that fluoride is safe and worth it? Fluoride certainly does slow tooth decay, But as a side note, I will say from my lived experience and personal research that what it takes to support healthy teeth is a lot more complicated than just adding things to the water or following what's generally offered by conventional dentistry. So this article was like, the people who voted no on this didn't gravitate towards the arguments that were supported by the dominant scientific literature, but instead found resonance with a lot of counter arguments, especially ones that relied on anecdotes, which are stories. And the concept that a lot of people are more receptive to information, even for decision-making, has really sat with me ever since. More recently, I've thought about this in the context of COVID. Another example that I'll share, which speaks to my interest in storytelling, happened pretty recently. I have two young kids who are both really into Pokemon, and the oldest one has this Pokemon book that he really likes. One day we had a play date scheduled and my kiddo was really excited to tell his friend about his book, but last minute our friends had to cancel. So I texted another friend's mom to see if they could meet up, but they just couldn't play that day. And so my kiddo got really sad. He asked me after that if we could go to a playground and just find kids so he could tell someone like anybody about his book. In that moment, My heart really ached for him. But then is what I realized is that I felt that way so many times that I felt the impulse to share something. And sometimes I could access space for that. And other times I couldn't. And there's a kind of agony in that. In this podcast, I'll be exploring areas that I find rich or that I'm curious about or that I find intriguing. And I want to spend some time clearing space for stories to emerge. 
I'll do this through conversations with guests who come from many walks of life, including but not limited to activists, community organizers, entrepreneurs, educators, writers, artists, and creative people. I'll also do solo episodes where I speak about my interest or response to other creative works. I'm doing this because the way I see it, stories are foundational to our lives. They're integral to our survival, our well-being, and our capacity to be in community with each other. We need stories and they need us. Thank you for being on this adventure. This is Nikki's Wonderlist. 